going to share on a subject that is a little out of the realm of classroom management, but it's important nonetheless. And the subject is on teaching of the ELA block to students with disabilities. Through no fault of their own, teachers of special education have been misled into teaching lessons within the ELA block or within a writing workshop that are not fully transformative. I will be speaking out on how to begin taking charge of the ELA block in order to make teaching of writing more transformative for students with disabilities. First, I will explain some of the challenges that teachers of special education face when teaching English language arts. I will then explain other issues that all teachers of ELA face in these confusing times. While teachers in general education often think of finishing units in a textbook, developing a balanced literacy program, or a district-approved literacy program, such as the Teachers College Writing Program, teachers of students with disabilities must juggle many more balls in the air. The teaching of English language arts for students with disabilities covers a great range. A teacher may be teaching emergent writing skills, such as holding a pencil, letter formation, or helping students write basic words. They may be teaching the alphabetic code in reading and helping students to translate basic phonetic skills into the written word. In the same class, a small group may be writing simple sentences and still need a great deal of focus on language acquisition to expand ban their writing further. Yet another group of students will be able to read well but lack sophistication on use of language. For those students, the most valuable work is in expanding vocabulary. Perhaps in the same class, there will be students who complete an assignment but are unmotivated to write unless prompted, pushed, and offered points for finishing their work. Then there are the one or two students who are on grade level. Those students may patiently wait as the teacher circulates around the room as if she is on roller skates. While the array of choices in what to teach may seem endless, teachers are not free to choose what is taught. Teachers are bound by the state's edicts of what to teach along with district goals, principal's choice, and of course, those commercialized programs and scripted lessons that promise not only to teach Johnny how to read, write, and think, but to turn failing schools into blue ribbon schools of the year. All across the USA, teachers of students with disabilities have always been the ones to take it all in stride and continue to come up with 101 contingency plans for how to teach ELA in their diverse learning communities. 
The subject of what to teach in an ELA block has always been a hot ticket item within schools. Yes, state standards are always based on ELA and math, but math is a subject that is not flashy or interesting to many district schools and principals curriculum-wise. It tends to serve a purpose, but not kick up much of a fuss. It comes in ever so softly, like the quiet little brother who tags along silently playing video games until he is summoned for supper. The little brother is the nerdy favorite of the two. While principals care about the teaching of subjects such as science and math, they tend not to kick up a fuss at what is taught and how it is taught. Districts and principals will purchase a math program and trust that math will be taught. They do not fret about how it is taught, when it is taught, or who teaches it. Of course, they want it to be taught, but they are not in the business of micromanaging it, like they do for ELA. Those teachers are handed a math book that is selected by the district, sent to professional development, and then generally left alone to teach as they please. Principals are grateful to have teachers who want to teach math and science, and definitely at the elementary level, they are thankful that it is being taught at all. But ELA is the flamboyant big sister who is not just noticed, but inspected for quality, quantity, and culpability. Teaching of ELA seems to be the obsession of every educational researcher, district superintendent, principal, and PTA president. The teacher is thought of as the executor, but not the decision maker. It is rare that a teacher is allowed to contribute to a conversation about what will be taught as part of the ELA curriculum, how it will be taught, and what matters. When it comes to what to teach in an ELA block, everyone has their hand in the pie. From the district to the principal to the literacy coach to the parents, everyone is telling the teacher what to teach. All of these forces are nothing compared to the textbook marketers, salespersons, and distributors. These are not bad people. Their intentions are good. The sad fact is that textbook distributors and salespeople must make a profit. They are only at the whim of their executives, who in turn determine what students in the USA will be reading, what they will be writing about, and what they will be discussing in their classroom. Textbook companies and educational research firms work together to develop sophisticated marketing plans to sell colorful textbooks, often box bound and slicked up for purchase. These boxes of can literacy are aimed at younger children, but of late new markets such as the English as a new language learners and students with disabilities are tempting textbook developers to come up with the perfect formula to cure the ills of illiteracy across the states. These books are thinner than ever. The covers are bendable and the page count is shorter than ever. The idea of moving students from one level to another appeals to teachers and principals alike. Everyone moves up a level, and everyone wins a prize. 
Reading is no longer a joy and writing is no longer based on thoughtful responses or wanting to inform a reader. Instead, it is about going up levels, filling in charts, and essentially fitting reading and writing into a box set that can be neatly tucked away in a corner on a dusty shelf. Teachers who want to do more think about how to teach ELA and are told to follow the pacing calendar in the teacher's manual, test, retest, and move up only when it is time. Teachers are taught how to keep records, make charts, to make neat little plans, and check off little boxes in order to group students according to level. That is, if students are grouped at all. There's no thinking at all involved for the development of materials. Materials are aptly made for conspicuous consumption and come uploaded on computer programs or wedged into giant binders all ready for reproduction. When teachers are made to use scripted lessons to teach ELA, all the planning is done for them. Although most scripted lessons and commercial programs are designed with a scope and sequence that most likely will include skill building and remediation of problem areas, these programs are not designed to teach students to think, wonder, and to respond to literature in a thoughtful way. Now, some scripted lessons and commercialized programs are more student-focused and can be tailored to be more personalized. But the options for differentiation are limited. Scripted programs and commercialized programs are based on doing all the thinking, not only for the student, but the teacher who must deliver the lesson as laid out in the teacher's manual. Although scripted lessons are designed by coaches and curriculum specialists, do they consider the range of skills that students with disabilities need? Do they consider the developmental level of the students in the classroom or the range of needs of the students in one class. In order to teach ELA, you must know what an ELA block looks like and must be willing and ready to be able to make good choices and decisions about what to teach and how to teach it. I point to Linda Reeves' book, Read, Write, Teach, Choice and Challenge in the Reading Writing Workshop, written in 2014. Reef urges teachers to examine their core beliefs about what should be taught in an ELA block. While it is easy to hone in on isolated skills, there must be thought as to which skills will prepare students not only for their current grade, but to provide, to provide students skills for life. We can agree that all teachers know the essential value of promoting the reading and writing connection in the classroom. The teaching of writing cannot be separated from the teaching of reading. In fact, when teachers plan well, an English language arts block can incorporate not only writing, but reading and speaking as well. The reading-writing connection is not only essential because it builds literacy skills, but has the potential to give students time to develop thoughtful responses to literature and informational texts. This also allows teachers to create short, 
immediate responses to literature and informational texts. The reading writing connection can help with skill building and allow teachers to hone in on which skills need to be taught, retaught, or which skills require more practice. Sadly, sometimes teachers have not had training on how to develop their own ELA blocks. This is not acceptable. For teachers who only have been trained to teach using commercialized programs, there is the danger in creating lesson plans that are superficial or do not come close to challenging our students with disabilities. If teachers continue to create lessons that only center around a shallow approach to teaching of literacy, what will happen to our students with disabilities? Thank you very much for listening.